Hello and welcome to Compass, a podcast made for teachers by teachers. I'm the current host, Jill, and each week we meet educators who've had unique experiences in the world of teaching. The next few weeks are dedicated to our current challenging environment, which we're all living in and working in. Each episode, we'll be looking at offering you some inspiration that is relevant in these times of change and challenge. I might add, these have all been recorded from the comfort and safety of our homes using the most up-to-date technology, telephones. So please, please do not worry. Today's guest is someone who I was fortunate enough to meet on placement when she worked with me in the upper school. She is just about to complete her PGDE um, in the unique experience of doing this during the COVID-19 outbreak. She immediately impressed me on placement, bringing a huge amount of excitement, enthusiasm, and experience from her teaching overseas. In particular, I had some of the most engaging academic education discussions with her. She remains optimistic and hopeful about the huge impact that she and other teachers can have on the lives of their students and communities. I think that she's a great representative as a teacher at the beginning of her career, while offering just that little bit of needed dose of inspiration in these difficult and challenging times that we are facing. Her nurturing and genuine nature have made her popular with her students, and today I am sure that she will inspire and bring some of that same joy to your day too. Our guest today is Hannah, so welcome Hannah. Hi Jill, hello. That was quite the intro. I hope to not disappoint. <laughs> well, yeah, it's actually funny. Most people have been saying that. Like, oh, wow. Like, okay, I didn't, re- I didn't realise people saw me like that. But, yes. Yeah. Um, it's all you true. You think those things about myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all, all true. Well, thank you so much um, for speaking to me today. And, obviously, the, the, the question that we always start with is, well, obviously, you, you've gone through, uh, are going through doing your postgrad at the moment. What mm-hmm. was the initial um, reason that you applied to become a teacher? What really inspired you to do that? Well, I first taught in my third year of uni because my first degree was in Spanish. So I did my third year abroad um, and I taught English in, I did it with the British Council program. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but mm. it's very yeah. good um, Just as a really good way to really be immersed in the language and the culture. You know, you are forced every day to, because I think sometimes it's easy when you study abroad to find a group of other international people and you maybe just end up speaking English all day and you know things like that so it was a really good situation because you're you're being put into this Spanish school uh, where you're surrounded by by kids and by teachers who are obviously speaking Spanish all the time Uh, so it was it was really good for my language skills um, and hopefully for their English skills as well if I (laughs) can talk about anything and yeah and basically I just I I really, really enjoyed it. And then after I finished uni, so I did my fourth year back in Edinburgh, um, and then me and my boyfriend were kind of just thinking, like, what what do we want to do? And teaching had been something that was on my mind, and I'd actually applied for the British Council Programme again, but then I decided to go the TEFL route. Mm -hmm. So we both went to China, um, to Hangzhou, uh, which is south of Shanghai, um, and it was, it was, yeah, it was great. I really, I really loved it. The kids were, um, I taught age two to about four, so totally different from really what I'd done in, in Spain, because in Spain it was a lot of um, upper, upper level stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. it was really, really different, and the language barrier was just, it was crazy. I mean, my Chinese is, I can get by in a restaurant and 
I can get by with some very minor conversational stuff about how old I am and, you know, these kind of things. But yeah, yeah. This was really a place where, you know, you had to learn how to communicate in such a different way with these kids because they were so young and they were at that, that age where they didn't understand that you understand them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely. So, yeah, really interesting. And the kids were just lovely. The teachers were amazing. They were so hardworking. They were in there so early. You know, they left so late. A lot of them actually lived in the building that they taught oh, in. Wow. Um, so really, a lot of them were, I think they. it must have been a struggle for them to get any sort of work-life balance for them. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, because it was a, it was a kindergarten, so... Um, I guess that kindergarten goes on for till about age six in China, whereas, you know, it, it's a bit um, earlier that it's yeah, the nursery yeah. was dropped in Scotland. Um, yeah, so even despite it being a kindergarten, though, you know, it wasn't even a primary school um, or, or a senior school. It, it was just so intense. The teachers, you know, they were just working so hard, and the lessons that we had to listen were as if, you know, they were in primary school. Um, so... Yeah, it was it was really eye opening to the different way that it's done, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Um, and English is really valued over there, of course, for like you know business reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the kids just, uh, I just loved them. They were they were so sweet and so funny, and you know you start to be able to communicate with them in 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 different ways. Uh, you know you can you can you learn to read them. They learn to read you, um, and obviously, ideally, the language is coming along underneath that, but mm-hmm. a lot of it was, you know, about those more, like, social cues and stuff, so that was really cool, and then while we were in China, I decided I wanted to become a, you know, a, quote-unquote, a, a full, a real teacher, a real teacher uh, back yeah. here in Scotland, and yeah. so I applied for the PhD, and I flew back um, and did my interview, and I was so nervous. I was so nervous. Um, and I prepared for it all because there's like a 14-hour flight I had to take to get back home. Oh, my God. A lot of time to prepare, but also a lot of time to stress yourself out, you know, to make yourself more nervous. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, and I, I I, think there's a lot of things about teaching that I just love. Um, you know, I don't want to sound cliche. I'm sure a lot of them you've probably heard before. Um, but one of the most important things for me is I just, it, it just feels so natural to me. Yeah. And um, I, uh, I don't know if you feel the same. No, hundred percent. I think, I think there's, there's so many elements um, that have to be structured and, and put in place, but actually if you don't have that immediate connection with yeah. the children in the classroom, it's, it's almost like, um, I always feel like I'm in a different time zone where, um, everything else in the world doesn't really exist. When I'm, mm-hmm. when I'm in that moment and, and in lots of ways it is, it is a performance I suppose um, but it is something that I think does come quite naturally to the best of teachers um, yeah. and yeah and you, you really can't you really can't um, you really can't buy that feeling um, in yeah, any career actually I think it's interesting you say it's like a performance because I definitely found and still find that in the way of I'm, I mean, I really liked drama at school, and mm-hmm. I don't mind public speaking. In fact, I quite like it some of the time. Um, and, I, yeah, there is something, maybe it's the narcissist in us, but about yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, being being up there and, 
and kind of like opening up a really, really interesting dialogue with the kids or or teaching them something that you know they've, they've never heard before. You know, yeah. like that. it's just so lovely, such a feeling. It's, 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 it's such a powerful um, opportunity. And I, I suppose what's really quite um, interesting about your, your background before even starting the postgrad is that you've had the opportunity to have those challenges in different settings, be it around kind of those social cues and building relationships without language, and mm-hmm. then also building relationships in a different language that really kind of, if, if you loved it with those challenges and barriers, actually how much more could you love it in the postgrad, I suppose? Yeah, um, that, is that... So, that is so true that you say that because I, I did have that thought of, like, if I enjoy it so much in, you know, in these countries when I was doing it there, I, I did think to myself, imagine how much I would be able to feel I could yeah. achieve and, like, how much of a difference I could make if, if we were both speaking our native tongues, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah, really and, mm-hmm. and I suppose there's also the, the the kind of the cultural differences, which you know, the things that you share in Scotland, the mm-hmm. the, the use of humour and so on, which I think, um, so much of uh, teaching is about being able to understand those cultural cues, which when it's naturally Absolutely. and your mother tongue, yeah. So I suppose mm-hmm. the, the question is then, did um, postgrad meet your expectations um, that you had from previous experiences? Oh yes, that's a good question. Um, yes, I would say it has. I I feel, um, I feel like it really has made me into the teacher that I kind of like. I had a fraction of that when I was teaching in Spain and China, but nowhere near how. I mean, teachery is not a word, but that's kind of the word I want to use. Like this essence of being a teacher, mm-hmm. I I really fully feel that now, having oh, done wonderful. the PG. Well, having I'm obviously like still still doing it, mm-hmm. um. But obviously, both of our placements have finished because of COVID. So, um, I feel like you know the the practical side of my PGDE. I know that now is over, which is really sad actually, and. Mm-hmm. I think all of us felt that because I don't know how much you um you know about what happened, but it was it was really we all at Aberdeen Uni at least we all got an email on Monday was the last week of our placement and um, we we didn't get a chance to say goodbye to the kids, to our class oh, no. to the teachers. So it was disgusting and yeah, it was really kind of into perspective how how you know even though it's difficult and sometimes in the morning you're just like oh I don't know if I can do this but actually having it then being taken away like the, the extra five weeks of placement we were supposed to get is really really sad so yeah I don't much care yeah and I, I think the fact that not having the opportunity to say goodbye when you've built those relationships over that time mm-hmm. period is and, yeah. and 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 there's I suppose any any teacher out there will remember their placement and will remember that it's the same as remembering your probation class. And these are the the experiences that have molded you as a teacher. And actually, as much as the children can be challenging and and, and really push you to to change and and, to, and and edit yourself, actually they help you to become the teacher you are. And Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite quite um, sad not to have the opportunity to say goodbye, I suppose. But I'm sure that in the, the future you might get a chance to kind of say a little farewell. Um, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, I, I, I suppose the other thing that immediately kind of came into mind is, do you, do you think the experiences you had before um, were compatible to the experiences you've had now in terms of, you know, as 
was the postgrad um, above and beyond um, in terms of that opportunity that you expected? So um, did you, is there anything you would have maybe changed about that experience, in fact? Um, so I guess to answer like the first part, I yeah. would say they are comparable, but in that way of the the teaching abroad being kind of a fraction of what yeah. you are kind of expected to do when you become a full primary teacher. You are taking... Uh-huh one class that is your only class because when I taught abroad I was teaching all uh like all different classes so in China I had one class in the morning and one one in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and that changed as the terms went um and then in Spain I was teaching all different classes uh I didn't really have one class for more than twice in a week so it had it's it's really different um being uh, teaching here where where you are with that that same class and the, obviously the same support teacher as well as a student teacher um with the same class and the same support teacher you know day in day out um for those four or five days a week so i would say yeah the the responsibility is very quickly like thrust upon you in a good way <laughs> yeah. though because uh, you know you need that don't you you need yeah kind of need to jump in although I'm doing the master's so I'm sure it would be different for someone who was doing a four-year course because I know that's definitely a, a more gentle push into teaching mm-hmm. um but with the master's obviously you kind of are pushed right in yeah and um, which a lot of us really obviously find very scary at the beginning but also just really great and almost felt like I wouldn't have really wanted it to be any other way because Mm -hmm. you learn so much from being in the classroom and obviously you have to have those you know you need to have the theory um in your mind as well and you you know you learn a lot about that in the lectures and in Mm -hmm. the tutorials but there's just nothing like actually having a class being with that class all the time and then starting to get that responsibility of taking that class on your own. So I'd yeah. say, yeah, the two experiences, like teaching abroad and here, have been really different. And I just maybe teaching here has just been like a very, um, I don't know, uh, like exaggerated version of what teaching abroad was like. Yeah, and that's and I suppose that's um, interesting for anyone who's like potentially considering, um, you know, applying to postgrad. And I know lots of different people have had opportunities to teach abroad. Mm-hmm. And get a kind of sense of what teaching's like. Um, I kind as you were talking, it immediately made me think about you know obviously we have lots of people list, hopefully listening to this, people who might be teachers already and people who are considering it. Do you have any mm-hmm. tips for the people who are considering doing the postgrad um, at this Ooh, point? Um, I would say oh, any tips. So, I mean, I would. I mean, it's come from a, a biased point of view probably, but I would say absolutely go for it because yeah, I think definitely. if you are considering doing it then you must already have that either some experience or or that kind of you know just the desire to you you know you must have taught before in a, in a sense whether it's teaching abroad or maybe being a you know a people support yeah or brownies or yeah yeah exactly so I I think you you kind of just know if it's for you yeah I don't know if that's just from my experience but I do think you know some people they look at the idea or the thought of teaching and you know they think oh my goodness I would never want to do that it's not for me in any way 
And then you get the people at the other side of the spectrum who are just like, you know, I felt something there. I There's something about this that I love. So I, I, and think, I just kind of like go with your gut. If I, and I, I, I know, I think you're right. And I think that so much of what, what, what everyone does in teaching is about your own intuition and being able to mm-hmm. read that situation. And if you can read yourself and know it's the thing you want to do, then, you know, you're right. It is about just following that, that sensation because... There, there really is nothing else like it in the world. Um, you really can. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I suppose mm-hmm. my, my other question, which is probably a more challenging question, um, is, you know, as someone who has gone through the postgrad, you've been on placements, you've also obviously, when working abroad, have worked with other teachers as well. Would you have um, any advice or tips for, you know, people who are potentially about to get a student, you know, in terms of what they could do to support that student to get the best out of them? Ooh, that is a good I question. Know. <laughs> um, wow. So I have had, obviously, in my PhD year, uh, year, I've had two experiences of support mm-hmm. teachers, but then in both schools, I was in open plan settings, and um, ah. so I kind of was very lucky, and I also got, um, you know, for example, when, when we taught, you know, we had mm-hmm. the P6 and 7 classrooms that were together, yeah. in um, the P7 classroom that was opposite ours, there's a student teacher there as well who yeah. is lovely. And we've met up at uni and we've, you know, oh, like we've built so catalogs. Nice. That's great. Oh, that's really but, um, uh, yeah, so that has been really good in that I've not just got the experience of one support teacher. I've had the experience of that teacher and then the teacher in the classroom adjacent. And then maybe they had oh. a student teacher, which was the same in my second placement as well, which was great. So, I don't know. It's really interesting. I One of the most standout things um, is that all teachers are so different. You know, I think as a kid, yeah. you maybe think teachers are this kind of like blanket, um, you know, they're like these blanket authority figures and you maybe share some similar traits and stuff. But actually, it's not the case at all. Like the teachers are just so, they're all so different and they all bring something so different to the profession, which I think is Definitely. so cool. Um, and well, with you, for example, I I find you to be so so inspiring, and oh, <laughs> like you just always made me want to be better and keep learning. And um, I, it's funny to say that I don't know this word comes to mind. Like I find you really like refreshing, which is strange because oh, it's not like I've been in the you know in the profession at all really yet. But I I don't know if that comes from maybe what other you know what other students would would report back about um their experiences and obviously mm-hmm. you know there was a mix of experiences some students had a, a really great um time really got on well with their support teachers and then other students not so much like of course that's always going to be the case yeah um, and then with my second placement my teacher was she was great she was so experienced and really insightful and oh, um, i found her like when I had something, when I kind of came up with a question in my mind, like maybe I'd seen her do something or the way that she'd done things or the way she reacted to something, and I would be excited to ask her why she did that just because she had so much like, so much insight and so much background knowledge and so much experience. Yeah. So that yeah. was really cool as well. Um, I, think, I think we all underestimate, and especially I think when we get into the career, maybe this is a point for more, more kind of teachers who have been teaching for a long time, is we forget how much experience and different um, opportunities we can get from each other, that kind of collegiate working, which actually, 
you know, the teacher next door that you've worked with for five years, don't forget that they have all this experience that you're not even aware of um, and you can tap into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think for advice for to give to teachers who are going to have student teachers that maybe to, um, I guess, to be very, very open and honest. So if, Mm -hmm. yeah, of course, if you feel like the student teacher is, you know, on the wrong track slightly with something um yeah to not be afraid to to um i don't know to you know to to be honest yeah Yeah. um, obviously in in a a, like in a supportive way yeah um and probably yeah some compassion as well i think i had that in both of my placements but i know some students maybe maybe didn't have that so much with with their experiences um Mm -hmm. you know maybe maybe felt a little bit on their own whereas I really felt in both my placements I was working with the support teacher mm-hmm. um I think some students really feel like um they're kind of like two individual entities in the classroom whereas as a student teacher it's really nice especially at the start to feel like a team yeah um, definitely. And I, you definitely really made me feel like that I remember at the start and um, we were I, I felt like we were this kind of duo yeah, um, and then obviously exactly. eventually I got more and more responsibility but um I think that's really that's really nice as well um to feel like yeah you kind of have this solidarity between you both you're working together um, yeah I think I, yeah. I think I think you've hit the nail on the head perfectly there is in a school I think um whatever role you're doing if you as the adults don't have a team then if, then how are you going to work together and how are the children going to be inspired to work together um, mm-hmm, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I, I was re- what's been really lovely is hearing your reflections on obviously the pod working because obviously that was quite new for the school, and I have to say I adored it as well. And the fact that the three of you were just so you know um, expert in different ways and and so mm-hmm. inspirational. And 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 I, I suppose it's it's trying to retain that and hope that students get at least a, a flavour of working with others and, and teachers as well because obviously the hope is that the, the postgraduate student gets something from it but the teacher as well um, should hope to get quite a lot from it too in terms of recent knowledge and academic study which obviously as a postgraduate yeah. doing um, absolutely and I think it's I kind of um a final statement I just have to say and I'm sure everyone who's listened to this will agree like how fortunate your future students are they're going to have such a phenomenal teacher Hannah um, <laughs> I <hope> and, I, so. <laughs> um, and I just can't wait to hear more about how you get on and what class you get and so on because I'd be really nice actually maybe to talk to you in the future again like after your first year postgrad like what 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 has your first year been like almost um if you'd be interested yeah definitely that would be fab Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much, Hannah. That's been absolutely lovely. Um, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. No, not at all. And um, to anyone who's listening and knows of someone who is exceptional, just like Hannah, and would love to put them forward um, for me to have a chat with, please, please do let me know and um, just uh, put a comment underneath um, and I would happily speak to them too. Um, hope you're all keeping well. And thank you again to Hannah for being such a fantastic guest. Thank you. Bye.